Playbooks are guidelines. They're kind of like the bumpers when you're bowling, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you have to be creative. You have to test things out, try different things, because nothing at that level, it doesn't work the exact same for each customer. Welcome to NPS I Love You, a podcast powered by Catalyst. I'm your host, Ben Wynn, and this show is all about awesome people, ideas, and stories, all with a customer success twist. On NPS I Love You, I talk to everyone from artists to scientists, CEOs to CSMs, and everyone in between to give you powerful insights that will help you in your career and in life. Lindsay Etoff is the Associate Director of Enterprise Transformation at Mural, a digital workspace for virtual collaboration. In addition to transforming the way businesses around the world work, Lindsay's gone through a number of transformations herself recently, both personal and professional. So today, she and I discussed change management, building positive habits, mental health, and how early in the day it's appropriate to eat lasagna. How's your morning going? It's going really well. I uh, love being a holiday week. Mm -hmm. Are you off tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow and Friday. And I am so excited. Me too sister's dogs are here and she's nice. here and I go running with them and it's wow, really fun. so wholesome. You know, just <laughs> living my best life. Trying to create balance. I actually just started a new morning routine. What is it? With like tiny habits because if I try to do anything, if I try to do anything too much, you know what I mean? Or if I try to change too much, it doesn't work. So I do 10 minutes of yoga. Mm -hmm. I just make it up, play, nice. whatever. And just so I can kind of check it off the list that I have. Yeah. And then I either run one mile, mm -hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday, I run one mile. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I run three. Mm. And then Sundays, I go for a walk. Nice. And so I do that first thing when I wake up. Like I wake up, I check something. Like I usually check my emails because, you know. <laughs> and then I go do some yoga, go for a run. And I can I can do one mile, three mile, or five miles, and still end up at the same Starbucks. <laughs> nice, because that, I'm talented. That's important. That's the most important element. <laughs> and then I get my Starbucks, and I walk back, and then I shower, and then I start my day. Nice. Did that? Did you start all of that at once, or did you piece that together, like like bit by bit? I pieced it together bit by bit. So over the last few years, I've been generating better habits for personal stuff you, you know what I mean so like that's how I've been able to lose the weight that I have because of just getting healthy all around yeah so at the beginning of this year I actually did I have this journal and I plan out on a monthly basis everything I do so I plan for the month mm -hmm. and then I plan to the week and then I plan to the day okay so I already had that behavior okay going I kind of like overdid you were it just doing that I'm, for work or are you doing that for personal stuff too I do that for work and personal stuff. Were you always doing it for personal stuff or did you do it for work before and then you like translated it into personal? So that's something I realized. I did some of the behaviors that I had that were good and I've never talked about them as behaviors or habits. Like, <laughs> that some of them I did for work. Mm -hmm. Some of them I did for personal, but I never combined them together. Right. And this year is the first time I combined them together and realized that it works for both. So... I would look at my month for work, but when I was working out, I would just kind of be like, oh, I just need something that every day I'm going to do something. Right. If I know what my day is going to look like, then I don't have to plan in advance because I'm doing it every day. Sure. <laughs> you, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? And then, but then that's a slippery slope. Yes. So like you have to figure out like the triggers that might revert you back to a behavior. Yeah. 
for me, it's this lockdown stuff because I can get in a great routine and I have several had great routines throughout pandemic life. And then they'll be like, oh, gyms are closing. And I'm like, oh, great. I've been going every day for 60 days and now I can't go at all. And I have no room in my apartment to work out. And now it's freezing outside because for some reason I still live in Canada. So <laughs> it like there goes my routine. And so now then I will go back, revert to, you know, unhealthy Ben and then it like opens back up it switches back up again they're not making it easy it's not easy and like that's actually I was about to have so much crazy travel there was like seven different places I had to be across four weeks like that's that's like like how I just I used to operate right. when I was at Deloitte I was non-stop traveling I would like go to Europe for three weeks and come back for for one or you know <laughs> I was just always on the move then my first startup experience, I moved to San Francisco because I was like, I need to be grounded. You know, I need like routine. Then I ended up moving around. Like that only lasted for a year. And then I thought because I could handle bopping around all the time that I was just like, oh, look what I can do. You, you know what I mean? But turns out all I needed was structure. And when all this happened at, in like March, I had actually just came back. I do my birthday in Houston every year for the rodeo. And I was on the flight down and that's when they started uh, like announcing the lockdowns in the US. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, how do I get home? And then I like went back and then I used that as an opportunity of, I was like, oh, all my travel's about to get canceled. I've been trying to, and like, the thing I was stressed out about the my travel was how am I going to maintain from a work and personal perspective this regimented routine that I've developed since I've been working from home already. Right. So I, I I was saying to all my friends, like when we were kind of going into this and like we did not have the amount of team members that we had at this point, you know, you know what I mean? Like at this point, we luckily we were doing planning for the year of growing our team in January. Mm -hmm. So when when we were thinking about kind of growing the team in March, we already had some ideas That's good. Uh, going into that. And I kept saying to some of my friends, I was like, guys, I think I've been training for this. I actually started doing like the start losing, you know, how in January, everybody like, yeah, your like, new year's gonna, resolution, you're going to be a new, I'm going to not, me, new year's resolution. Stuff. I'm like new year, new me, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I started that around Thanksgiving okay. because it's kind of like, turkey, it's like, kind of like I, I like, I pre-game the start. Nice. You, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yourself I was a little like, head start. I know I didn't want to start. I wanted to start the year at my best. I like that. Let's all, we should collectively decide to do that. Let's all start right? like improving at Thanksgiving so that by the time January comes, you're already like feeling good. January 1, I was ready to go. I had this little journal that my sister got me that like, that I could plan out my workouts, but I also use that to also plan out events or like, I, cause I would look at the month and, and personally, I never looked at the month. Right. Professionally, I always did, right. which is kind of interesting. Like I actually use like this mural board when I first joined mural, like, I didn't really know how to use this platform. Mm -hmm. So immediately I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been making these like weird calendars in Microsoft Excel, right? Because yeah. cause I always wanted to see the month and then the quarter, then the year, because I, I use it as like a, a heat map of, was I traveling too much? Right. What was I focusing on? So I made this mural that was uh, an annual calendar and I would start to look at work that way. And I had like birthdays and stuff on there, but like, not like, it was always all work stuff and it was never me, right. you, you, like things that I wanted to do. So starting in January and especially it became really important, March, April, May, it was a really challenging time because I'm trying to build a team. What kind of leader do I want to be? I was kind of like 
you know when you start a new job and you go into full sponge mode? I was anybody that would talk to me inside of mural, outside of Just mural. Just people on the street. You're like, how do I be a good and manager? Someone on, the, someone, on the, someone on the street, I was like, how do I do this well? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even my customers, like mm-hmm. certain ones of my customers have amazing tenure at these at these companies. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, how do you, how would you coach me? <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know, like what, what should I think about? And would hindsight 2020, I, like I, there were some really interesting nuggets that I got from people of like, I'm not, I don't have direct reports. I'm a span of care leader or talking about the transition of going from individual contributor to manager of like, you know, going from like the best fighter pilot and like not saying that like, I'm like really like that great at my job, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like saying like, going from being that to like being ground control almost, right. you, you know, and coordination like that, it was super helpful for me because I realized I also did that in my personal life. You know, right. you know what I mean? Like it's a muscle you build up. And like two and a half years ago, I started this journey. I actually was stopping traveling. It's mm-hmm. weirdly enough, it coincides with me starting my job at Mural. Okay. New, jo- I, new, I, jobs, I are, new like jobs are such a good, yeah, it's such a good opportunity and uh. time. And because I, speaking with Sid, our, our head of CS, I know she, you know, had the same thing with Envision, like when she moved there. And then when she came to Catalyst, I think it's such a great opportunity. You can take advantage, not to use the pun, but like use a new job as a catalyst and you oh. know, to make these transformations and to do a bunch of kind of new things at once because things are shifting and that's the best time to kind of make those changes. And you can reinvent, you can reinvent, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? I, I put on a British accent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What if I did just start using an accent? Uh, maybe Next company. More interesting. Next company. Next company. <laughs> <laughs> just like also just move. And I, I love, I love hate change. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I did. I'm, I'm always in the mindset of just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Coming into Mural, I, I just wasn't happy. I was super excited for the role. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? I, everybody I met, I was like, oh my God. Like, and the fact, the fact that it's like enterprise transformation managers, not just customer success, like mm-hmm. double clicking and adding a sticky note to Mural is not the challenging part. It's if I'm going to do something in my day, I'm going to collaborate with someone else. I'm going to work with someone else. I'm going to work with a customer. How do I do that differently? Right. You know what I mean? How do I transform the way I work? It's all change management. It's all habit changing. It's all being open to trying something new. Mm-hmm. And anything with customer success and SaaS, you're always trying to do that, right? Mm-hmm. You're, hey, like, try something new. Like, adjust the way that you do things, you, you yeah. know? And that's scary for people. Definitely. And then layer in, that was scary but for people before a pandemic. Right. So now coming into this year, especially like March, April, May, right? Like, I think at one point I did like 12 webinars in a week and a half, oh, man. averaging like 450 people. And that was for probably three of my customers. Wow. <laughs> and... The themes of those conversations, if I was talking for 60 minutes, 60 minute long session and 450 people averaging attendance is like pretty. That's a lot of people. Pretty substantial. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> not, not a lot, not a small amount of people yeah. and engaging, like asking questions and all this kind of stuff. And, and it was super interesting because I wasn't really talking about mural. Like it was on mural. Like, like obviously I could work for mural and, and, and I, and I obviously love it, you know, you know, but it was this program that we came up with as a team, right. Of About, you know, what do I do? How do I work remotely? How do you keep your job? And the theme, right. the two themes were, and I always say, it, I still say it now. And I said it before. And as we figure out where we end up in some sort of hybrid combination of going into an office or not, or, you know, spending part of your time remotely, that's going to, I imagine it'll probably be some sort of hybrid. It's empathy and over communication. And that's what I was doing the entire time. Like walk into a call and say, all right, guys, this is the first time I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Right. 
It's a great, great way to get them on your side right off the start. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, how did you get them to engage with you in that, co- in that conversation? You can only do that so many times in the same group. With the same group, you can do it like yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. But, but I get, it's a great point, though. It's a, it is a good one, especially if you're new to a role, like to, to start off from a place of vulnerability and honesty and just being really open and saying, hey, I just started at this job. I'm not really sure, but I'm going to do my best to show you something today. Now they're cheering for you. And so, you know, instead of coming in with these incredibly high expectations, you've set them nice and low. So you're poised to to supersede them and happily delight. Exactly. It's like with how much time we spend at work, I'm going to enjoy it. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and especially yeah, with... Yeah, otherwise I don't want to do it. Exactly. And especially with like the culture right now that's happening of constant meeting and this and that and that, yeah. you, you know... If you don't want to, if it doesn't make sense for us to be talking and you're not interested, then why are we talking? Yeah, I'm going to end this podcast right now. Yeah, it's, exactly. Like, why are we even talking, Ben? I don't even think you're like, you know, like talking to me. So it's a great point. Like we're, we're doing, there's so much minutia that has to get done, constant Zoom meetings, a lot of stress, obviously a lot of companies going through difficult stuff, whether it's difficulty through incredible growth or difficulty through like clinging to life or somewhere in the middle. You got to be finding the time between to do stuff that you actually enjoy doing. And the mission of what you're doing has to be something that you feel strongly about, that you feel like you're you're having that impact. Otherwise, how are you going to get the motivation to do what you're doing every day and do a good job? And that probably even goes back to what you were saying about personal motivation, building personal habits. Again, it comes down to knowing what it is you want to do and why you want to do it and you know what that deeper purpose is, even if that deeper purpose is looking good on the beach next summer if we're allowed to travel. <laughs> Imagine. Complete, yeah, I know, right? Knock on wood. What a dream. It's kind of like my eyes were kind of open this year because it was probably the hardest that I've gone through. And it's been very challenging, one, from a pandemic perspective, but two, the transition from individual contributor and manager is hard. Yeah. What was that like? It's, it's confusing. And also like when you're going through hyper growth too, it's like, okay, well there was only a handful of us before and now there's a lot more people. And now for, you know, when you're early on at a company and customer success, you know, the right way to do things, but you're also just trying to make it work sometimes, you, you know, like you have to be scrappy. You have to be scrappy with like the, the intent and the, the in the back of your mind, how will this scale and stuff like that. But I've been doing a lot of like experimenting and now I'm like hiring a team to report to me. So there's a whole like what kind of manager and what kind of leader do I want to be? Yeah. But then there's kind of like, all right, well, I was managing these accounts and I know the things that I didn't do. You, you know what I mean? I know right. that it's not super clean and, and you know, yeah. and so, so that was really challenging for me. It was more challenging than I ever, that I thought it would be of relinquishing control almost, you know, right. and, and I didn't realize how much of a like kind of quote unquote control freak that I was until this, <laughs> because I never had to, I'd, I'd switch accounts to other people like in transition, you know what I mean? But for a group of people to bring in and who I absolutely adore. It's, it, it's a phenomenal group of people of, you know, that building that trust mm-hmm. and then also being okay with someone who's saying, I've done a lot of work. You know what I mean? I have done a lot for those customers 
but especially a lot of, I, I, I see it really common with people in customer success where you always think of all the things you could be doing and not necessarily all the things you have done. So it, it makes right. you kind of feel a little, geez, what have I even been doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like I have done a lot and yeah. it's okay. And that's why they're becoming part of the team because they will then, it's shifting. And I always say yeah. that like, you know, that transition was really hard for me because of pandemic. I also was being a little bit hard on myself probably too personally because I was trying to maintain structure. The only thing I had control over for those three months was what I do from a mind-body perspective. You, you know, the food right. that I consume. I learned how to make my own matcha bars. <laughs> Very important life skill. Exactly. So if anybody knows, <laughs> it's actually really good. But what I that was the only part of my day. Okay, I'm going to do yoga every single day because that's the only time I can turn my get my brain to shut off because I realize that in the morning I need to disconnect and meditate to an extent to be able to handle the day that I'm walking into. Right. I've started doing, I mean, so my bar is much lower than yours uh, for myself because I started, I mean, I have had good routines, haven't, you know, and like I said, they'll shut things down, things change, my routines go out the window. But the one thing I have stuck with, I think I'm at just over two months is every day. I Just in case anyone's like hearing you and is like, that seems like a lot. I shower and I take a 25 minute walk and I pick up my coffee on my way home. And I just do that every morning. I'm not exercising every day. I'm still eating ice cream at night. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not being crazy good, but that's like the, probably the most I can handle right now. But, <laughs> so that's, but that's what I'm perfect doing. because what you said was you've, you found something that worked. So that's the thing. There's so many things that I've tried that didn't work. And then the only reason I'm able to do some of the things I'm doing now is because it's been little increments over time. I have a to-do list that I do every day. Kind of, it's, it's a little wild, but every morning and every, like every night, and I only just started doing this every night. I kind of think about the next day Yeah. and there's so many books and all that kind of stuff about that. I'm, I probably bought so many books during this. I, you know, I, I ordered a lot of self-help books because I'm telling you I, th this year is, it was so hard, you know, and mm -hmm. I make this little checklist in my phone and every morning it says like, wake up, <laughs> yeah. shower, and it has a bunch of different things on that list. And like what you're talking about, Ben, it's exactly that. I And it's so satisfying because every morning I do like a little check mark. Like a little check, and, get my little dopamine. And I, yeah. and I say, hey, look what I did. I'm already, I'm walking into this day accomplishing something. Yeah. And like, that's the biggest mentality I think that, that I've tried to have. I know I'm drawing a lot of parallels between me individual as a professional, me as a leader with my team, me also like how I work with customers, mm -hmm. but also me personally is that I try to treat every day like a reset. And that's because I had a hard time and I realized October is tough. The changing of the seasons and all that kind of stuff. Every, all my nutrition, all my habits go out the window. Like October 1st, it's like, oh, it's October. Nope. Like I'm going <laughs> to have an excuse for to not do anything. Yeah, it's now cold out. I have to do nothing. It's cold out. I'm like, there's always something going on that I can make an excuse. Yeah. You, you oh, know definitely. what I mean? Like a, so, and that's also why I started doing November, December planning for January 1st. Yeah. So you, you know what I mean? And that's also fine. But it's all like like you were saying, recognizing it yeah. and thinking about 
all right, you know what? I try to not eat dairy. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, we've talked about this. We've talked about we've <laughs> talked about this multiple times. I'm definitely lactose intolerant and I love cheese. Like this is just it's just my life. It's a basic food group. And I've received rounds of gouda three different times in my life. And or howda for anybody that's, you know, no listening that does know the right saying for like how do you actually pronounce that? We're learning things new left, right, and center on this episode. Left, right, and center. But I just even this week, you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm still doing my like little things in the morning, mm-hmm. right? But did I eat lasagna last night? Mm-hmm. Nice. I did. And am I going to probably have some more of it? Like when it's an acceptable time to have lasagna today in <laughs> it's terms of an hour? It's always an acceptable time for lasagna. Oh, wait. Any time is okay. Exactly. But, but, but it's, I used to be very hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Similar with like my transition from individual contributor and manager and how I lead with my team, how I work with my customers, how I try to transform in like the way that I, the way that I think about things, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always so hard on myself. You hold yourself to a really high bar. Exactly. And that's one of the biggest transformations and shifts that I've done because, okay, that's all right. (laughs) I even put up sticky notes during the pandemic. I mean, during the pandemic, we're still in a pandemic, but in like April and May was probably the hardest. So it was so challenging, like Mm -hmm. trying to get everybody ramped and I ruth like the thing that means the most to me is our customers. Yeah. And their experience. That's it. You know, that's why we all do everything we do, right? Yeah. And they're already going through such a hard time. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? People's jobs are changing. How do I work remotely? I work with a lot of financial services and, and fintech mm-hmm. companies where they didn't even have computers to bring home, let alone be right. able to work remotely. You, you right. know, and, and I'm trying to make sure that they get my attention as they always have. Mm-hmm. But now I have this team that needs my attention and then our Overall team is doubling, you know, and I put up sticky notes on my monitor, which was, I don't know, it was kind of silly, but I just put sticky notes that said, you're doing your best. Yeah. And also one that said, pick one thing to accomplish today. Nice. Because like, I just... I get too excited, you know what yeah. I mean? And then I try to do it too 50 much. 50 things and, at once and then you end up doing a lot of, I, I, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think the affirmations are a great idea, like with sticky notes on the mirror or on your computer. I know a lot of people that do that and find it yeah. really helpful. I do the listing as well. And I think that the more mundane crap you can put on one of those, the better. Like I'll put brush teeth, oh, yeah. drink glass of water, like, but because it, it just it keeps your momentum going throughout the day is you can check these things off yeah, and it is kind of stupid, but it, but it works. It works and it's nice and it makes you feel good and it's okay to smile throughout the day and enjoy work. Mm-hmm. And like I, I teach aerial yoga and I'm becoming a certified yoga instructor on on the side, but it's more for me of like me learning more about like kind of calming down a little bit, you, you, you know, and, but what matters and means things to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I even set an intention for my team every week. Nice. <laughs> I think I told you about that where on Mondays we do our standups and I do like some announcements and then I, and then um, before I have everybody kind of go around the horn and kind of bring up like what their priorities are or blockers for the week, I do an intention. And I mean, usually it's just, you know, it's probably just me projecting about something that I want to focus on. <laughs> so we'll see what that's like. We'll see Everyone, if my team our intention this week is to not eat lasagna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This week's intention is not to eat a lasagna or I'll be like, like this week's intention was to disconnect. Right. I was like, that doesn't just mean technology. Like, I don't want anybody on my team Thursday and Friday, or even like if they took off the entire week, see what you can do to even just remove work from your mind. Yeah. 
you know, you know, it's and just hard, truly, especially it's now. so hard. I just had this conversation with my manager yesterday because he was like reiterating, you know, if I ever message you on like a weekend or after 5 p.m., like I do not want you to be responding to me. Like I'm just, you know, putting it out there so that we can discuss it the next day. And I know that and I don't and I don't feel compelled to respond, but it's like, what else am I doing? We're in a pandemic. I'm sitting around at home. Sometimes I'll read or I'll watch Netflix, but it's like, man, I enjoy my work. Like, why am I not checking my my Slack? So it's a hard thing to, even though you know might you might enjoy what you're doing, to still force yourself to to fully disconnect. You have to make a conscious effort because that's where I was right. Like I was working insane hours, mm-hmm. you, you know, and because I was like, what else do I? I was just I'm. Oh my gosh, I haven't I haven't felt this like energy since you know I graduated college <laughs> and started my first job. And I was like, watch me go, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. And then and I was like, well, there's nothing else to do. I was like, this is kind of this is great. Like, yeah. I, I don't have other obligations, so I can just focus on work. Yeah. And then next thing I knew, I was like, oh, this is this I don't have good. balance <laughs> and this is not this is not good. You, you know, and especially in this environment, it's you have to be even more conscious of it because your physical space that you're in, it's not removed from like, even like I, w- I was working remote before this, I had to move where my desk is. Right. So I moved it from where it was because it was too close to my space of where I just lived outside of work. You have to make the conscious decision to disconnect. Definitely. It's a difficult one though, especially now and sticking to it. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. No, I'm maybe another sticky note. Ooh, add it to the list. Another sticky but this is the thing too, is that like when you're it's what I wanted to say before, is like when you're always charging forward, and I think, you know, you and I are pretty similar in that way, like type A and and you know, just kind of always on the next thing. Just taking that Mm -hmm. time to to not only disconnect, but to do some reflection and to acknowledge Mm -hmm. the work that you've done, acknowledge good stuff that's going well and and give yourself a bit of credit for what's going on instead of every look, instead of always just focusing on what hasn't been done you know, taking a, a minute to look back. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to do. I think regardless of like type A or not, it's like, you're just like a little wound up. You, yeah. you know, at least I, at least I yeah. am, you, you know what I mean? There's me projecting again. And, and it's super important. You know, it's, what do you find joy in? And I, I didn't always think about that. You know, I, I, because it kind of come kind of like a little bit for full circle too. Just because you can some, do something does not mean you should. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that Venn diagram of, you know, what you enjoy doing, what you do well, and what you can make money doing. Like that's a, mm-hmm. the three. And then it's, you know, here's where you should have a hobby. Here's where you shouldn't bother. Here's what you should be aiming for. And that's something I've always kept in mind with what I take on. I love that. I'm learning things too. Good. I'm glad. This is just like a learning day. <laughs> yeah. I'm super, I'm super, super excited about it. Well, it's the last day of the week for, you know, until we're off for Thanksgiving. So what else are we going to do? One of the things I wanted to go a little further into is the mental health side, because you're now, I mean, we've talked a lot about like individual kind of mental health and taking care of of that kind of stuff. And okay, we're a little tightly wound. Here's some things that we're doing and that we can do. What do you think from a, you know, I know you've got a million things on your plate from a newly minted manager perspective, but how are you thinking about your team's mental health and supporting them, especially remotely, especially in a time when everything's heightened? That effort never ends, you know, and I'm constantly learning. And I think I try to make it very clear with my team. And if any of them listening to this, they can tell me after if it's valid or not, (laughs) Uh, is that the reason that the team is being built 
I don't want any of them to kind of get to the point that I was at right. mid this year. You know what I mean? I definitely was starting to get signs of burnout and, you know, it was, it was very, very hard. And I want to them to be very aware that I am here for them as a person mm-hmm. first. You know what I mean? So I've tried to make sure that everybody kind of like do as I say, not as I do sort of thing right now. But now I'm working towards that. So I want them to all, the intention setting thing, I think has more impact than I sometimes Mm -hmm. give it credit. I try to be super mindful of their schedules and calendars and, and work from wherever you want. So one of the things that I took away from it that I think is an important point to flesh out further is just to, you said, do as I say, not as I do. But I think, you know, where that my mind goes to with that is, you know, you're trying to be the manager that you wanted or that you would want to to have if you were in that role, right? So someone, so you know what the pain points are of someone who is doing the job because you were doing that job just like seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to like plug those. And I think also the transparency of, you know, the intention and sharing what you're working on personally and professionally and how you're trying to get better with your team, I think is also a thing that a lot of managers might be afraid to do because mm-hmm. you might feel like you have to come across as the one who knows everything, has everything buttoned down. And you feel exposed. Yeah. There is a feeling of exposed, like with transitioning my accounts to people, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, <laughs> I know that I didn't do certain things. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and and like, and then you're supposed to like report to me now. And so you've seen all <laughs> that. It's a very, it's a, it's kind of messes with your mind a little bit, but I want them to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. So we set goals on a quarterly basis and, and there's, it's a combination of goals towards the team, like, cause we set OKRs as a company and then team and then, and then individual, and then they always have a personal goal. And so I always, I want to understand what their passions are, what they're looking forward to do. If, are they interested in like, what's their five-year plan? You, you know what I mean? So that I can help them achieve that, you, you know? Yeah. So if they feel empowered, I don't want to micromanage. That doesn't make sense. I don't want to, they're the CEO of their own book. I want them to experiment. You know what I mean? I want them to try different things. We do, my team does strategic white glove customer success for our largest accounts. Playbooks are guidelines. They're kind of like the bumpers and <laughs> the bumpers when you're bowling. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But you have to be creative. You have to test things out, try different things because nothing at that level, it doesn't work the exact same for each customer. No, or the same CSM. Exactly. Right? Like different people have different styles. Different styles. And I want to see their style. Mm-hmm. I also like the combination of the AE and ETM, and ET, we call them ETM, CSM pair is one of the most important things to me. How they work with their, I've been recently calling it the success partner and the sales partner. Nice. Um, I like that. And I know that this is not for all customer success. It's very, it's like not for your kind of automations and things like that, like your, your tech touch, but more that kind of that, the other end of like kind of the strategic uh, level and how do they work together? It's so fascinating to me. And so that's me as a manager is trying to help promote those relationships get them access to whoever the company that they want, you know, you know what I mean? To learn and, and for them to feel empowered to really, in the end, just provide a really, really nice and great experience for the customer and that they enjoy it. Well, it's by extension, right? If the CSM is enjoying their job, then the customer is going to enjoy working with the CSM. Exactly. That I think matters a lot. And it goes back to then even just working at the right company, having the right team, like mm-hmm. all those things play such a huge role in the end user experience. And, you know, because especially in a high touch scenario, mm-hmm. you know, the customer is going to get to know your company. They're going to get to know you. They're going to get to know your vibes. And you want to be 
someone that people want to spend time with? Do you want to be someone that people enjoy talking to out of their day? My goal is always, and, and it's different for every company, right? But like my goal is always to look, be a partner, not a vendor. I hate the word vendor. We have to stop using the word vendor. It's so gross. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't it's super like enjoy 1980s, it. like procurement word, <laughs> it's, like verbiage. I, it's not like we're helping other people. That's like it's coming back to that change management thing. It's coming back to I've I want all of my customers to succeed, whether it's at the entire company level or the, the individual personal level. You know, like mm-hmm. I've got uh, one of the customers I work with. There's I have a quarterly quarterly champions call. There's 80 people on the invite. I probably get like 40 to 40 or so there. And the first time I did it, it was like, and maybe I brought it out and people, I don't know what it was, but and it was also like pandemic. So like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But it was kind of like emotional almost, which was just like, I've never had that in customer success. I think there's something really special about Mural as a company because of what we're doing. And like, because of this, you know, of it's helping people be able to do their job and, but collaborate. Yeah. But Hearing people talk about it, I had never been in a session like that before. This was people all from different companies. So this is like your all champion. All from one company. Oh, this is 40 people all at one company. All the champions from one company. You have yeah. 40 champions in one company? Oh, yeah. That's a lot of champions. Oh, well, I've got like 80. That's a lot. But this must be a well, massive company. this is company. my problem. This is what's been challenging for me this year of like, I have this, my amazing team and... We have really great playbooks. We're always iterating on them. You, you know what I mean? And it's also as we're scaling, like how do you scale them? And like as this hyper growth is kind of like every like X amount of people, it's kind of like, oh, this was working. This was working. This, oh, now it's broken. This was working, <laughs> you, you know, which is, I think it's exciting. It's interesting. It's fun. It's, it's work. You, you know what I mean? We'll figure it out. Like I'm, I'm highly confident in the team that's being assembled and that has existed, but it's, it's super interesting because I'm also a player coach right now. So I'm a manager of a team. I've backfilled myself essentially. Right. And then I also own the relationship with our largest customer. That's a lot of pressure, you know? So, um, and that's something I do all the time. I mean, if there's any kind of CS tidbit you get from this conversation, <laughs> we're always trying to find, I probably talk to five new people, new potential champions or people that I'm connected with and an existing champion every week. So on top of all the, whatever, all, all the things that, you know, consume my time, I'm trying to at least for that specific customer, talk to five people net new or existing. And if I find other people or I'll be like, Hey, do you know any friends that like love mural inside a company? And they're like, Oh, sure. And I get, you know, I get, I get introductions and I take all my notes in one mural. Mm-hmm. So I have this like, spattering of like a notes mural where it's just like names and sticky notes about like different people and then I add them all to my quarterly meetup oh nice and I say hey I'm gonna do this thing I do it every quarter it's 90 minutes I talk about the roadmap but I also like you know do like some aerial yoga like warm up or I don't know or I kind of like obviously I can't stop talking so (laughs) it's me talking a lot and then they meet other people within the company and I think I've got about 80 people on the invite right now which is pretty cool I love that um, and it's yeah. and it's a great strategy to do the one-on-one thing and then invite them to this group after that. So there's sort of more context mm-hmm. and you already have, you know, a bit more about them, what they want to accomplish and, and that it's a good fit for them. Because it's not sustainable otherwise. There's some people that I'll meet recurring mm-hmm. like every week or every two weeks because I'm trying to help them with an initiative or, you know, it ties really closely to some of the goals I'm trying to achieve with the customer. But it's super hard. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges in customer success of like sharing stories or finding champions and things like and then how do you 
it's not always hard to sometimes sign them, but how do you ma- how do you maintain that relationship? It's so hard to build relationships with that many people and keep them fresh. So I, that's why I play with some of these like types of things, and it's working pretty nicely, I think. Amazing. I'll probably change it in 2021 because that's just what I do with everything, but we'll see. Hey, every day's a reset, but I'm glad uh, exactly. starts next I week it. after Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's when we all start uh, start improving for the new year. Exactly. I think so. We'll see. Any final words of wisdom before we close things off for today? Final words of no pressure. wisdom. No pressure. No, no pressure. You just have to change everyone's it, life within the next yeah, minute. Just, <laughs> change everything. No, I'm just kidding. I, figure out what works for you and don't be hard on yourself. You know, I think that that's my vague word of wisdom almost of just pick some tiny habits. Yeah. Pick one. Just pick one. One tiny and, habit. One little thing, you know what I mean? And just try it for 30 days. And I know that that is like the, the premise of 80 self-help books out there. So I'm sorry if well, the, hey, the culmination just, of this is... You just saved is. them time from reading 80 books. Exactly. Now you don't have to. Because I have 80 books and I have not been able to get through all of them. But try something. And if it doesn't work, throw it out. That's fine. But then try something else. It's all about kind of building up that muscle. And then if something works for you personally, so me, how I've kind of transitioned the way that I, I eat or like, you know, like the, just some of my habits personally, I realized that it also works for work and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I like, at, at first I was like, oh, this stuff works professionally and this stuff works personally, but it's all me in the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like see what works and then see how that can work for different facets of your life because then it's less daunting. Yeah. You know, I feel like so much stuff is daunting and it's another thing to your day. And then, you know, you're already trying to do this for work and that's stressful and this and that, you, you know, pick one thing, try it out, give it a go. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, don't worry about it. Let it go. All right. I will think of my thing that I'm going to start. Think of your thing and then tell me your thing. Okay. And then you can hold me accountable. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Lindsay, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a review and share this podcast with a friend. If you want to learn more about Catalyst, visit catalyst.io. Until next week, I'm Ben Wynn, and this was NPS I Love You. P.S. I love you.